Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here and welcome to episode 172 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. It's the first podcast of 2021, so thanks so much for tuning in and happy new year to all the listeners. Now I am here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. Now in today's episode it is my great pleasure to welcome back Andy Steele, the Director of International Sales and Marketing and Rick Reid, the Global Brand Manager for Ride Concepts. That mountain bike shoe you've probably heard me rattle on about a little bit over the last number of months and on my socials, etc. The guys were kind enough to send me a pair of the shoes which I've been trying out and testing over the last couple of months. And I must say, I'm not just saying this because they sent me a free pair, but I must say they have kind of changed my riding. They're very comfy, they're waterproof, they're very stable, very sticky on the pedal. I ride flats. There's also clipless options available. But I was going to rerun their episode, episode 163, and I got in contact with the guys just to make sure that was okay with them. But they said they would they would come on and give us a quick update of what they've planned for 2021. So that was meant to be about 10 minutes, which I would have put on the start of their first episode. Um, but it turned into about a 40-minute chat. So I decided, mm, you know what, that's a new episode all on its own. So... This is a new episode from the Ride Concept guys, and it is great. We get into everything they've planned for 2021. They have new product, they have new shoe styles. We also chat about their collaborations with the High Fives Foundation and all the good work they're doing there to try and get more people on the trails with disabilities and stuff and raise money for new bikes, etc, etc. We also touch on their Grom Army and how they're getting young kids inspired to ride bikes and they're supporting the next wave, the next generation of young riders to our sport. We get into all that, plus a ton of other stuff that we get caught up on. So without further ado, let me welcome Andy and Rick back on the MTB Tribe podcast. And let's hope 2021 is a better year for a lot of us than 2020. So let's start it off with a bang. Let's get the Ride Concept guys on the MTB Tribe podcast and hear what they've planned for 2021. Hey guys, welcome back to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's everything going for you as two guys? Fantastic. Thanks for very much for good. having us on, Gareth. No problem, no back. problem. Yeah, good to hear from you again, Rick. And I'm glad things are going well for you. Now, we're kind of doing a little update. 2020 was a big year, but 2021 is going to be even bigger. Um, do you just want to fill me in on anything that's happening relatively soon? Sure. Um, I mean, first off, just to say, you know, thanks for having us back again so soon. We, we didn't think we'd see you again so soon. So it's a great pleasure to close out the year uh, with your podcast again. Um, cool, thank you. And then secondly, you know, it's obviously it's been a hell of a year in so many ways that, you know, I don't want to forget that we've all been involved in this pandemic and um, it's been hard on everybody. And especially as we get through these holidays too, that, you know, we keep that in mind and, 
Um, we're all fortunate to be able to be working in this industry and to be, you know, doing well right now with people, most people being able to get outdoors and be healthy and, and try to, you know, get out and get exercise and enjoy what they like to do. So we certainly don't take that for granted. And we, you know, just want to thank anybody who's listened to the podcast and is, is listening to this again, just, uh, super appreciate the listeners and, and people being involved in this. So yeah, as a rider owned company, that's so important to us. So yeah. Thanks a lot to anyone who's, who's on board. Um, you know, things coming down in early 2021 for us, we will launch a bunch of new products, which is probably not a surprise, but, um, <laughs> we have, we have a lot of things that are going to launch, uh, February, March into April. So we're kind of staggering our, our product launches out. So, you know, we're not going to dump everything at once. It's a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, if you know where to look and are very keen, you might start to see it a little sooner than that. Um, but I don't want to give away too many hints. So in, in the things that are coming is basically a, a chapter two of a recent release that we did. So a, another version in that little family. And then uh, followed by my favorite Ride Every Day shoe will be launching uh, later in February, and it's the shoe that I have spent the most of this year in, um, so I'm super excited about that, and I think a lot of people out there will be too. It's going to answer a lot of requests that we've that we've had, um, and then we'll, we'll do you know a couple athlete collaborations with several of these new models too, so you're going to see a lot of athlete involvement directly with each of these new shoes that are dropping and um when you see the athletes involved you'll see why and i think you'll you'll understand then the kind of purpose and use of each shoe that's associated with said athletes and um you know that's that's basically q1 i mean it's going to be a busy uh, you know early season for us for sure and we're just looking forward to it yeah and do those shoes right will those have any different kind of technology embraced in them or is it still your your d30 and all that kind of stuff will will be incorporated in those new ones yeah everything that we have will be utilizing our existing partnerships with technology such as d3o the rubber kinetics rubber compounds um so you know i wouldn't say that there is something that's a drastic departure here but i think it's the next step up step up and improvements and answering you know the right formulas and combinations of what people have been asking for. So it's just, you know, the overall right package in the next couple shoes. Um, and uh, a couple updates as well to some things that are already in the line, but we've revamped them for, for 21. Yeah. Cool. And it's more than just, is it different styles as such, or is it, you know, it's more than just new colorways or something like that, is it? Yeah, we're actually not really launching new colorways per se so much in the beginning of the year right now. These are new models. So we've put yeah. our focus on, you know, totally new models or updating existing models um, with, you know, newer tech features and, and better improvements. You know, new colorways will come in the future, but with the pandemic and, you know, our whole global distribution network, everyone was pretty much like, let's maintain what we have let's you know not go crazy on adding a bunch of things or dropping things and changing things but you know colorway wise stick with that and then add the new product in and then as we go we'll, we'll continue to drop some additional colorways for sure yeah cool cool brilliant and andy i'm sure you've seen 
a really good year in 2020 with even with everything that was going on obviously lots of people were getting out riding bikes like what do you expect 2021 to be like well gareth i think what what we're likely to see obviously everybody's locked down right now or or most of you question Well, I, I think I think where we're going to go, everyone's everyone's already fed up with being locked down, and and you know whether you're in the UK or parts of Europe or elsewhere around the world, um, I think as soon as the uh, the doors are open and people, you know, the shutters come up and and people can get out there, I think we're going to see a, a repeat of of um, you know all the demand and uh, excitement to get out and ride bikes that, that we saw in in sort of may june time um you know we we're, we're doing a lot of research all the time and keeping our finger on the pulse in terms of uh, the industry and there's there's not any expectation for for demand to slow down unfortunately for us we've we've got a great relationship with the factory and we've asked um you know our supply chain has been really good for, you know all of 2020 and will carry on to be in 2021 so we shouldn't really see uh you know a, a big issue in being able to supply the market with the products and as as rick said we've got loads more coming down the pipe um and some of the shoes have evolved with uh you know new bells and whistles or features and benefits on there to uh to just give um riders that next evolution in whatever product it is um but yeah, there's there's a lot more that we're doing behind the scenes as well to support retailers and consumers. You know, no, nobody likes to see products that are only uh, relevant for for six months before they bring the new one in, or mm. you know, whether it's cars or or bikes or anything. Having a slightly longer shelf life on a product adds that stability into the market, and that's helping our growth because people can you know whether it's retailers or consumers they're able to trust the brand and think uh, you know not be disappointed that oh i bought this shoe or whatever it is you know i bought this product six months ago and now it's out of date already yeah. uh, you know which can be a bit of a, a thorn in the side of some brands or you know some industries so it's it's trying to to build that trust with our our uh our consumers our retailers our distributors you know everyone in the chain and so far it's working and like rick said it's not we're not going to add new colors for the sake of it the things that we're adding they're they're meaningful innovations and and meaningful changes that we're 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 listening uh we're listening to our customers and, and making the right changes to products and improvements to to have a better product at the end of the day so yeah it's going to be a really exciting year for us in 21 for sure yeah yeah nice one and like i'm sure you're finding a lot of people asking about the brand you know because you're relatively young as we chat about you know on on the first episode there um but right i'm sure i'm sure you're blown away by how well it's doing in the uk and stuff yeah we we definitely are um (laughs) it's yeah it's kind of crazy how quickly we've grown and in 2020 and certainly with more people getting out and riding it's benefited us like andy said we've been really stocked up on inventory um fortunately we haven't had those kinds of issues we've had a great relationship with the factory to where a lot of suppliers in the industry you know have other 
have certainly had massive issues with um, with inventory. So we've been su- super fortunate there, and you know we've been gearing up to to grow regardless. You know this it was part of our plan to grow a lot this year, and it just kind of happened in a lot of ways we didn't expect and. Um, it was challenging, constantly trying to, you know, forecast what's coming ahead, and and really having to react quickly to things that were moving with the pandemic and and you know across the entire industry as well. So, yeah, we you know everything grew for us this year. We we grew our athlete team. You know, you watch the you just you know, watch our social feed and and how many more people are getting involved and following us and. I think that people resonate to the to the rider-owned brand and you know group of riders who are just trying to make a decent product and and compete with some of the other you know bigger conglomerates out there. So um, you know, and then obviously even doing a lot of the other things we've been focusing on the past couple of months that aren't necessarily just about you know marketing shoes, but getting involved in the community and um, you know things like our feel good give back campaign and in December we've given $5 of every shoe sold on our website in the U.S. and Canada um, to a nonprofit organization based locally here uh, called High Fives Foundation, which supports injured athletes and provides them with resources um, when they do get injured to be able to get back out there and enjoy the sports they love, skiing and um, water sports and mountain biking, and you know they, they cover a, a lot of different things there. And um, so we've partnered with them on some things in the past, and they approached us this year to get involved in their adaptive mountain bike camps. And um, so we, of course, we said yes. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was an awesome opportunity to help support these adaptive riders and be able to help um, and, and you know join them on their days on the mountain and and um, and see how they do it and what they put into this and the amazing effort and determination that goes involved into riding these bikes and getting out there. And it's super cool, super inspiring. And for me being involved in this industry for 10 years, I think it's at this point, this is, these are the things that I, that keep me going and, you know, to be able to have the opportunity for us to get involved in these types of events and um, partnerships, collaborations, you know, this, this means a lot. It's, it's really cool. So anyway, that's, it's been really awesome to see people, um, give back as a community and help, help us get to this goal of buying an adaptive bike for an athlete. You know, that's the end goal for us with high fives this month is to raise money towards buying one of these bikes because they're anywhere from $11,000 to $27,000. It's it's a huge investment. There's a lot that goes into these things. They're handmade. Um, You know, there's a company called Bowhead Cycles in Canada that that does a lot of these and they're incredible machines. Um, But it takes a lot to, you know, to, to get one and, and um, to support, you know, support the whole thing and make it happen. So we've been, you know, really focused on that this month. Um, Some other things we've done, you know, we, we launched our Grom army team, I think, around the time that maybe we last all spoke mm. and and that's just the first step in us helping to showcase Grom youth riders across the globe um, in in the sport and, and the first part of that you know this first team um, was handpicked by our our athlete manager Paul Bas- Paul Basagosha and um, these kids just completely shred I mean they're they're already at the top of their game and you know they're <laughs> ages 12, 13, 14, it's, it's crazy. They're, you know, I, 
when people say the next generation, I call it the now generation. I mean, this is what's happening now. And so this is just the first, you know, group of athletes that we put under that umbrella and and that's going to continue to grow in the future too. And, and, um, I think that that got a lot of awareness. You know, we put out a cool little video with, with those kids, um, filmed around the Tahoe area here. And, um, yeah, there's, you know, you kind of have like a lot of inspiration going on in this, in the last part of the year here, which I think was good to see, you know, these kids getting out and shredding it to see these adaptive athletes, uh, overcome their challenges and, and get out. And, and we want to help showcase what, what they do and bring attention to both of these things, whether that's youth riders or adaptive riders, you know, things that the mainstream mountain bike community might not focus on typically, you know, you mm-hmm. see your, your typical shreddits and, Red Bull Rampage and, you know, things that are making mountain biking popular, but it's easy to, to not notice what, you know, what's truly happening out there among people who are out there riding every day. You know, there's only a handful of people that can ride Red Bull Rampage, but there's these other people out here that have other stories to tell. And that's going to continue for us through next year. You know, we got plenty of stories that we want to tell um, for, for riders across the globe. Yeah, like I've been following your High Fives Foundation stuff and that on your socials. Um, amazing, you know, what a shoe company can do at the end of the day and how you're changing lives there. Um, like as the global brand manager, was that something, Rick, you always wanted to do with the brand? Was that one of the goals of the brand to be able to help do things like that and help people get forward and move forward? It absolutely was. And it was just a combination of a lot of us in the company. Um you know, wanting to be able to take a stance on something and, you know, use our platform to create awareness somewhere. And, um, you know, between Brandon and his, you know, passions for starting this company and wanting to give back, um, to me being involved in this industry for, like I said, like 10 years and, um, and Paul himself, you know, with the challenges that he's gone through it, really made sense when literally, you know, they are our neighbors, high fives, their, their office mm-hmm. is really close to ours. And, um, there was just a lot of synergies there from the start. So it was, you know, it, it just kind of all lined up and sometimes that's just how it goes. You know, everybody just kind of, um, gets together and says, let's make this happen. And, and I think as a smaller company like us, it's, it's kind of easier to make these things happen because we can just, move on it and implement it and, and go for it. And it's, it's really resonated with a lot of people. And I, I think, especially in a time like this, you know, with the challenges that everyone's experienced in 2020, it's, it's good to see some of these stories of people who've overcome some very great challenges and continue to overcome them that, you know, that they live with them every day. And for me, it's just to bring awareness to it. You know, if we can help buy a bike, that's that much better but as a community, my goal in this was to bring awareness to what adaptive athletes can do in mountain biking and, and what, you know, what their equipment is and the challenges that they go through. I mean, most people have probably never seen an adaptive rider on the trails, you know. So mm, yeah. when we can help just showcase that and um, help tell that story and tell these individual stories. You know, every Tuesday this month, we've launched a, on our social feeds a, um, a personal story of, of one of the high fives athletes. And that's definitely resonated with a lot of people. It's, so that, that, that's been exciting for me to just help, you know, showcase what, what these people have gone through and um, just, you know, give them some, give them some love. 
Yeah, totally. It's amazing to see. It's very, very good. Um, Andy, are you doing anything similar in the UK for the brand? Rick seems to be working really hard there. I've just, <laughs> I've just been putting my feet up, mate. I'm just waiting for the sun to come out, and I'll be straight on that sunbed. Um, no, we, we've been, uh, we've been working really hard all, all over, and um, we're we're working with uh, a lot of our bigger distributors. Um, I mean, if you want to focus on the UK specifically, we're the 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 whole um, Grom Army project uh, it resonated very uh, very keenly with a, a you know a lot of distributors in a lot of countries and we had great feedback on that um, and there was a real hunger from from a lot of our distributors about okay how can we expand on that idea and you know um, involve a wider group of youngsters from each territory that, that we're working in mm-hmm. so obviously the, the sort of initial s- uh, seed that we planted if you like um was mainly in the u.s but we did have international riders within that um but yeah we, we're starting to uh to to fill that out in in each of the major territories now so we have our distributors working to pull in the, the brightest young talent from each of their pools that they've got that are already riding for our brand. But it's just about, uh, you know, making it more official. And we're going to be running a few things during the year where where each territory uh, submits um, an edit from their uh, national Grom Army. And then we can put all that together. I'm not sure exactly how it's, it's going to uh, play out in terms of, um, you know, the, the end result. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to to see all the submissions and see what happens. And and like Rick said, all these young kids, man, they make you feel really old. It's uh, what they're doing. What they speak doing. for yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, well, still young at heart. I'm trying anyway. But uh, you know, they they they're all absolute shredders, and they they are the future of the sport. What they're doing, um, you know, it's it's insane and. Uh, there's there's a lot of talent out there, whether it's in the UK, the US, Germany, France. We've got we've got some amazing kids already on the team, and uh, you know watching those guys come up to be the next uh, you know the next big names in the sport. You know we're we're gonna you're gonna see all of these kids in in the not too distant future all rocking Rampage and Hardline and all these other uh, marquee events. Um, you know, and that's that's another real positive thing that we we've got to look forward to. Hopefully, for 2021 is is a return to to some major events because that was all off the radar, uh, I, the radar in 2020. And um, I was just going to ask that, like, you know, what I think just as a as a group here, what do we think? Are, are we going to be doing events this year? I think so. Yeah, I do too. I think so. I think I think from. From June onwards, I think that Q3 and Q4 this year, all the all the events that were going to be slated for the whole year are going to, or well, a lot of them are going to be shoehorned into the back end of the year. So I, I think if you're a if you're a uh, the kind of person that likes watching them on telly, you're going to have a pretty packed Q3 and four. So grab the beers and whatnot and enjoy the carnage. Um, it's it, I think it's going to be awesome for you yeah. know watching sport and all that kind of thing we're back on track i think and for us as a brand as well you know we've got so many big names within our athlete roster um that 
we we've done our best to capitalize on our our partnerships with all these athletes in 2020 and you know rick and paul have done a great job with that but you know the biggest thing that that uh we have all these guys for is you know the eyeballs they get and the, the kudos they get from the fans and everybody else on these on these big events uh, it's um yeah it's really significant and it's huge for our brand as well win lose or draw you know all these guys are bringing a lot of eyeballs to ride concepts and um you know it's a good thing for everybody to be involved in i can't wait you know to see all this start up again i think it's going to be just add more fuel to the year which is going to be great yeah i think it's going to be good and the ews released their schedule and it's it's interesting too because they've adopted it um, I don't know if you noticed, but they've adopted the same kind of setup as they done through some of the races they did manage to run in 2020. Whereas they're they're ha- they're having a race on the Saturday and a race on the Sunday as well, which is quite interesting. So they're doing two stages basically in the, uh, the one weekend. So that we'll maybe see more of that in the future. I think. I think that's super exciting. Like what we saw in the World Cup this year with these double headers was. Was mm. so exciting the racing was so good um and obviously you know marine winning the women's world cup downhill was incredible and i mean just all these runs that you know you watch so many good riders it was it was a blast to watch these double headers i mean i i hope that that kind of thing continues you know they're doing it in supercross too and i, I think it's you know doing two a week instead of one and mm-hmm. um yeah, I think it's super exciting that, that that stuff is changing and you kind of have like a fresh format to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's going to work and they're certainly doing it in the EWS. Um, so it'll be good to see it in the enduro stuff where they change the they change the the actual um, trails slightly for, you know, the, the different days and stuff. So that'll be, that'll be really cool to see. Yeah, well, I'm super excited. Although we... I think we still don't have an EWS in the States again this year. Really? Is it not? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I know they're trying to get it in South Africa and stuff. They're trying to get legs over, over there and Kenya as well. They're trying to get it. So it'll be interesting to see. The next few years, we'll maybe see that expand a bit, I would think. Yeah, I would I would think so too. Yeah. Are you entering any, Andy? Uh, I'm entering all of them this year, Gareth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I shall be there on in pole position, doing my best, handing out uh, pork pies and things like that to the uh, to the other com- competitors. Now cool. I'm uh, I'm retired from professional competition these days, Gareth. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be seeing you at the events, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And as right concepts, are you just going to show up to any of the race events or anything like that? You will just have a marquee set up. Are you just planning to do any of that kind of stuff? We did crankworks the other year, didn't we, Rick? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, would love to get back to crankworks this year. Um, Paul was down yeah. at Rampage, wasn't he? We got, uh, yeah, yeah, we got Sea Otter, and Sea Otter is going to happen in the fall of 2020. So, um, that is on the schedule then you know i guess we'll see what's going on with Eurobike. um for me i really want to get back to these ride ride focused events that are you know the outdoor events that they're just riders are there to ride and and um that's what i miss the most mm. yeah, yeah. I, mean, we, I think um there's a 
it's just going to need to be one of those, I think, Gareth, where we, you know, the schedule for, for a lot of rider-based events or trade shows or and competition, it's going to be... Um, it's harder for 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 all of the organisers to to pin exact dates on it because there's still so much up in the air at the moment. Yeah, of course. On how the vaccine gets rolled out and, and all this kind of thing, but you know we'll we'll definitely you know as as long as uh, as long as it we're allowed to be at events, we'll be trying to get to as many as we can um, for sure. And, and like Rick says, you know the the. Probably the events that are some of the most important and the most effective for us are where we get to to sit down and talk to real people, real riders, get them in shoes and, you know, have them come back and see a big smile on their face. Those are the those are the important ones for us. And, um, you know, like I said, we, we try and get to as many of those as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird this this whole pandemic thing with you know everybody on Zoom calls and and stuff like that instead of going to trade shows and conferences and stuff like that's bound to be sore on a brand like yourselves not being able to go to the trade shows and things. Does it affect you that much? Have you seen a big effect over twenty twenty? Do you know what we haven't? It's, no. I, do you know I, I've seen the same thing in. Um, in the water sports industry as well, and where um, Surf Expo was was cancelled for a few years consecutively due to hurricanes and bad weather down in in uh, Florida, and um, a lot of the brands actually, you know, once it was back on, decided that actually, do you know what, it didn't didn't affect our sales not attending, and to go to a lot of the big trade shows, you know, you're talking serious you know, thousands and thousands of pounds mm-hmm. to go. And when you look at, okay, what's the net result on sales for that investment? You've got to look at, um, you know, balancing that out against, you know, what else could you spend that money on? And is that the best use of, of uh, use of our budget? You know, is are there ways where we can, spend the same budget or less or more, but interact more with retailers or interact more with consumers and, and have a bigger impact or, you know, bring a new product to market. So I think there's there's been a big question mark over trade shows, regardless of whether it's bike, uh, you know, water sports, winter sports, any any of these big trade shows, yep. there is a question mark over how effective they are now because, you don't need to get together and physically hold a product in your hand to see what's coming out the following year. Everything's digital. It's all online. Um, and I think that the whole pandemic, it has uh, for a lot of uh, you know, f- you know, millions of companies throughout the world, it has probably put a question mark on, hey, we were doing all this travel. We were put, putting uh, Gerald on a plane to go to Vancouver to check out the latest thing or, or have a meeting for a couple of days is that the smartest move anymore mm-hmm. you know so i think everyone's going to be reevaluating, but it's going to be a, a year of change i think and, and some you know sort of slight reorientation of, of goals and objective and certainly returns on investment i think is the the key thing but you know there's there's a, there's also a lot of areas where you know you, you can't you can't get that same impact over a skype call or a or a Zoom call or, or whatever, and it's pretty easy to zoom out, especially if the 
you know, if, if there's if there's if there's like a whole room full of people all on a call and you're trying to figure out who's talking and uh yeah it can can get a bit much so yeah i mean i think everyone's looking forward to travel being back on the menu but uh yeah we just we see how it all goes i think the, the good thing about us as rick touched on as well one of the things we've got going for us is you know we can kind of make our own rules we don't have a, a big long chain of command or, or, or anything like that we're, we're small enough and nimble enough to be able to say hey this you know this trade show or this event's just been moved to this date are we are we still into it let's right yeah let's you know everyone in say aye let's do it and um you know so we can we can react to stuff like that and i think that's that's going to help us out a lot and it'll it will help us attend a lot more customer facing shows which i think is is where we would rather be so um so yeah that's that's my take on it yeah yeah i'm sure it's difficult because it's, it's balancing everything you want that interaction you know you want a personal interaction with your customers and your customer base and your users and everything mm. but yeah it's just, it's just got so expensive but you might find that the price of this stuff starts to come down now because there is almost competition with zoom and skype and everything you know so it'd be interesting to see just how it all pans out yeah absolutely and and it's not that we want to uh that we're trying to avoid making necessary investments in you know interacting with our retailers interacting with our distributors i mean more and more that's that's front and center because we we've got to keep all these guys on board otherwise we're not going to grow mm. um, but we're trying to improve our our communication with with everybody down the line from consumers to retailers to distributors uh, you know and, and, and everyone in between and it's just trying to figure out the, the the most effective ways to communicate with them and you know is uh, is for example going to a trade show and spending 60,000 bucks or something is is there a better yeah. way to spend that could we get all the, the key retailers and take them to a chalet and go and ride bikes with them you know what impact is that going to have is instead of uh, you know pressing the flesh at a trade show and <laughs> getting mm-hmm. it back out you know <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah we'll see we'll see it's going to be an exciting one yeah like i remember just a short story i remember when i was involved in the surf industry i'll not mention any brands names but we were invited every year to one of the ASP competitions, you were put up in a beautiful hotel right on the beach. You didn't put your hand in your pocket from the day you arrived to the day you left. And you were there for maybe four or five days. You get to meet all the professional athletes. You get to go to a couple of a couple of shows promoting product for the following year and things like this. But there was maybe about 15 of us there from different stores around Europe. And then there was a batch coming in the following week. There was a batch before us. And you basically had a company credit card from them guys. And I remember looking to one of the guys I know well from one of the other stores. And I said, you know what, guys? The amount of money these guys are spending us, this cannot be sustained. It can't. <laughs> and now that was that was maybe 20 years ago. But <laughs> the surf industry now is definitely in trouble. You know, so... It's crazy, man, how some of these companies, they kind of, I don't know, they just, they kind of forget that things can change very quickly and, you know, money doesn't grow on trees really and it does for certain people, but certainly not for these guys and that's crazy. So I'm glad you're not going down that that route for sure. Yeah, it's it's just about, 
it's it's listening to listening to what people want and making the right you know making the right choices for return on investment and that's that's the that's the main thing it's just like in any business just got to make sure we spend our money in the right in the right areas yeah yeah for sure for sure well guys listen have you anything else to update us on before i let you go or Oh, I've all zoomed out, man. I zoomed out like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a good business there. Some out call. <laughs> Rick, Rick's got through his cup of tea. He's not interested now. <laughs> good stuff. Well, Rick, what's the rest of your day look like as far as RC goes? Uh, I was supposed to do work today. It's still the holidays, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was, I was, um. We got a we got a photo shoot coming up, photo and video shoot coming up in a couple of weeks for one of these new product launches. So I've been pretty focused on trying to make sure that this goes off as well as it can, especially given the circumstances uh, we got to work around. So that's that's been my my main thing. Um, what else? Got a couple of emails to do. Fortunately, this week calmed down a little bit. Like it's nice when you get to. Christmas and New Year's and um, like, you know, I saw one of those baby Yoda memes the other day. It's like, does anyone know what to do between Christmas and New Year's? Like you don't really know what to do, right? It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's, so that's how I kind of feel. And um, yeah, we're um, just kind of getting ready for those shoots. That's, that's like the main thing in front of my head right now is like, let's, let's nail this, you know? So yeah, I'm kind of like really focused on that. Um, I think there's a team. There's a lot of planning we're doing at the moment, uh, just to make sure that everything we want to have happen in 2021 happens. So um, yeah, there's a lot, lot of drawing board stuff at the minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know you guys have a lot going on for 2021. So um, yeah, can you ever rest? Like mentally, can you ever rest? There's always something to be doing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's we've all been wearing a lot of hats in the last few years because we're only two and a half years old just about and everyone's been wearing a lot of hats and working really hard but we're uh, you know outside of just growing the business and and growing sales and that kind of thing we've been growing our our uh, internal team over at HQ and we've I think we touched on it in the last podcast actually we're moving uh, moving our HQ which will have um, a whole bunch of media about because that's going to be a media piece in itself um, and as a part of that getting getting quite a few more new bums on seats mm-hmm. as well which will really help us just drive everything forwards and that's that that's that's all happening in q1 as well so yeah come on next uh our next little get together we'll have a lot more we can share with you for sure yeah grand and you're cool to come back on at some stage later in the year and and tell us more and chat about these new shoes and stuff absolutely mate back by popular demand or or just by so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for love sure to. absolutely love to yeah brilliant like shoes are you know i think i mentioned it to you and in an email or something but shoes people seem to have real problems with shoes right you know like when i've been out in the trails with my ride concepts on everybody wants to know what they are you know they just seem to and i did notice a couple of guys riding the shoes i had previously and i'm saying yeah 
before you tell me, these are the problems you have with those shoes. And I just rhymed off four or five problems. And they're saying, and I'm saying, well, look, you don't have those with the right concepts. That's all. That's all I can say. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's amazing. Like, listening, you know, Rick's background's been uh, been helpful in in analysing a lot of the pre-existing issues that people had with uh, with what, what was available before we came along, and, and making sure that our products uh, avoid making you know having having the same flaws if you like uh you know we, we made sure that we ticked all the boxes for for the products and the proofs in the pudding when people when people wear them they're they're, they're you know they're always stoked so we want to keep people smiling on the trails and uh, regardless how muddy it is or you know anything else they've got in their life that's going on it's um if you can if you can zone out and just enjoy your riding and not worry about your gear then that's 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 what one of the one of our goals is yeah makes a big difference well yeah. guys thanks so much for coming on i appreciate you taking your the time uh so close to the new year and everything else so thanks so much for coming on and giving us a, a quick update on what's happening with ride concepts i appreciate it you are welcome thanks for the love at your end as well Thank really you. appreciate your time no problem guys well listen have a good new year i hope everything goes well and um i'll be speaking to you and we'll get you back on at a later date and have uh, a more in-depth chat about the new products and stuff we'll be looking forward to it mate thank you and thanks to all the listeners as well um that tuned in really appreciate your time that's a wrap for episode 172 i hope you enjoyed that folks and I hope you do go and check out Ride Concepts if you're in the market for a new pair of shoes. Just go and check out their website and uh, I'm sure you will find something there that you will really like and really enjoy riding with. If you want more info on the Ride Concepts guys, contacts, socials, some video to their product and stuff, just simply visit the show notes at mtb-tribe.com. Search for episode 172 and you'll get all the relevant information there. Now, I just want to say a big thanks to Andy and Rick for coming back on the show. Guys, I really do enjoy chatting with you, lads, and uh, it would be great to meet up at some stage and buy you both a coffee because, or an Earl Grey tea because I know that's what you're into, Rick. But uh, whatever it may be, it would be a pleasure to do that with you guys. So thanks so much and good luck for 2021. I hope Ride Concepts grows bigger and gets better and everything else you guys have planned. So good luck with that. Now, folks, if you're enjoying the show and you want to support the podcast, the best way is simply by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on the old Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry. You can find and subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean or whatever podcast platform you listen to your shows on. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. You can also get involved on social media at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook, or if you prefer the old-fashioned method, you can email me at info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. That's it for this episode, folks, and I will speak to you next week for another episode of the MTB Tribe podcast. But let's start the year off properly. Let's start the year off with the buying. And as always, the best way to do that is simply get the bikes out, hit the trails, 
and stay MTB stoked. <laughs>